Welcome to the Holiday Let Success podcast, the show for short-term rental professionals, hosts, and owners worldwide. I'm your host, Elaine Watts, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies, top tools and resources, and interviews with leading industry experts and successful holiday homeowners. We ask them to pull back the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Are you ready? Here we go. podcast. I'm your host Elaine Watt. Welcome to today's show. So before I hand you over to our interview today with Chris Morn, I just wanted to pop in and say this interview was just absolutely brilliant. As we're moving out of lockdowns and things are changing once more post-COVID in our industry, Chris gives us some really interesting ways of actually helping to build trust with guests, which is going to be a huge, huge issue moving forwards. If we as individual owners are going to be able to welcome direct bookings, we are going to need an additional level of trust that we have never had to convey before. And Chris really deep dives into how we can go ahead and do that and he shares some really good ideas. It's a great conversation and well worth listening to. I also want to let you know that over in the Facebook group at hlspodcast.com forward slash FB every single day throughout February because it is the fourth year of hashtag book direct guest education day which was at the beginning of Feb rather than just doing it for the one day I've gone live daily and there's still a few more days to go. So definitely come and join me over in the Facebook group because every single day we're talking about ways that you can increase your direct bookings, which means more control over that booking. It means more income for you, more profit, better bottom line, more control of the future of your holiday home too. So definitely make sure you pop in and see me over there. I'm also going to release the video of this episode over in the Facebook group. So you'll be able to see me, see Chris talking about the trust and all of these other ways, which Chris really outlines brilliantly in this episode. So let's dive in right now and have a great day. I'll see you over in the Facebook group. Bye for now. Hi there and welcome to the Holiday Let Success podcast. I am your host as always Elaine Watts and it's my pleasure today to be able to welcome Chris Morn from iPrac. Now Chris is part of iPrac which is the verification platform that approves property owners and rental agencies around the world bringing transparency and building the trust that is so needed moving forwards and we are going to get into that today. Chris welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? Um, very well, thank you, Elaine, and it's a pleasure to be here again. It's been a year yes. or so, I think. It's, yeah, yeah so, actually, last time we recorded was for the Short Stay Virtual Summit, which was May 2020, when everything had, we were two months in to, <laughs> to lockdown, lockdown yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was all very, very crazy. So I'm excited to catch up and see what you've, you've been up to in the meantime. Yeah, I've yeah, so, been up to a lot. Yeah, how's it all going? Tell us, first of all, a bit about you and, and your background for anybody who hasn't met you before. Okay, yeah, so 
I've been in the short-term rental industry coming up 21 years now. It used to be 20, now I've hit that 21-year <laughs> period. So uh, that's quite a long time. I'm based in the south of France. I started by building my own short-term rental business, which is called AES Events Group. And we continue to manage just short of 250 properties here in Cannes. And we're a corporate agency, so we predominantly work with uh, big brands like Google, Twitter, Spotify, Disney, Fox, big big global brands who come down to, to use the, the festivals in Cannes. And we also do event management, yacht charters and different things like that. So I've been in the industry a long time and gone through sort of a lot of ups and downs. So I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. And more recently in 2014 was with when I witnessed fraud for the first time um, here in Cannes when a, when a family got frauded for £15,000. And that kind of prompted me to look into how we could create a more trusted industry and bring a, a trust certification to consumers and also to operators. And that's how IPRAC was founded back in 2014, launched 2016, and now we're close to just 40, under 45,000 members across that's 28 awesome. countries. And we're just on that mission of just building that consumer trust and getting all those trusted and legitimate operators in one place to just make the industry a better place really so that's what we're that's our mission and that's the mountain that we're climbing today so amazing yeah. yeah so so what a journey and yes let's get into a little bit about well first of all I've, I've heard you tell this story before of what really got you started on really trying to improve the industry and put those assurances in place and it's a heartbreaking story but but tell us what happened to that family and um that came over to France and they had been frauded. How did that occur? What had actually happened and what was the outcome? Well, but yeah, they'd, they'd obviously booked on a, they found a website online and look, which they felt pretty you know, confident with. And they booked this villa, had communications with the, the website owners or the, who were promoting luxury villas in the South of France. Um, they booked, they paid, they paid the deposit. They, then they came in and paid the balance like three weeks or two weeks prior to the arrival. They got on the plane in London, arrived in Nice, got in a taxi, got to the address that was written in the uh, contract that they'd been provided. And when they got to the address, it was just the, the villa didn't exist. So they were family of five, husband and wife with three children. I think they were aged 10 nine and seven at the oh, time that's awful. Uh, so you can imagine them just stranded on the side of the road with like all of their suitcases not knowing what to do they didn't have they didn't speak the language so they went on to google and just typed in like accommodation in can to try to find somewhere to go and, and they came across our agency and they called and that's where kind of the relationship started because we she was very distressed we got them down to our office and they explained what had happened. And then we kind of supported them, getting them a new new accommodation, get them settled. And it was just really, it was just such a really, uh, I mean, it was, it was frightening to see, you know. I mean, very emotional to have this family, three children not knowing what was going on. Mm. Um, husband and wife were kind of like in a bit of a argument because it was like, you booked it, you paid, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. And that, you know, that wasn't really the, the right thing to be doing at the time, but emotions were just so high of course. and, and, you know, and so much negativity, it was just kind of like, okay, you know what, let's get you all sorted and then we'll find out. And then they came back to our office a few days later and they told me the whole story and 
that's what it was. They just booked a villa on a fake website, you know, with, with this fraudster just with no intention to give the, to give the villa. And then when I investigated, I realized this wasn't like a, a sole incident. This was happening, you know, on a daily basis around the world where fraudsters were just, you know, building fake websites and taking people's hard-earned money and not delivering the product. And today we've got so much, a big problem with rental fraud within the industry because where there's a possibility to earn free money, that's where the fraudsters are, aren't they? So, yeah. so, so they're certainly entering into the short-term rental market um, in a big way, and they're becoming very sophisticated as well in their techniques compared to like 10 years ago. So now they're building, they're investing in these, you know, good website designs and they're even investing in social media, you know, so they can get that kind of, you know, previous kind of traction as well. So, you know, so, and a lot of the time, and when I speak about rental fraud, a lot of the time, if you go online and you look at it and you tap how to avoid rental fraud, you'll see so many great articles about how to avoid it. But the thing is, these articles are available for fraudsters as well, aren't they? Yeah, of course. So the, fraud, so the fraudsters are doing their due diligence on how to get ahead of the market. So when all of these people, all these articles are coming out saying, you know, watch for spelling mistakes, watch for that they don't have any social media content, uh, look for the, whether the website's got, um, if it's a good website, um, these different sudden the fraud okay time to go back to work and build a better website make sure that there's no spelling mistakes make sure we've got social media accounts to back up the website so they're investing a lot more and I think a lot of people just think that these fraudsters are just not operating at a high level and they are and this is why having something like IPRAC to identify you as a trustworthy operator is just so important because a fraudster can't become IPRAC approved. There's just too much of, you know, robust approval processes to go through. Yeah. And uh, this is what it's a, so anybody who's IPRAC approved has gone through that, you know, really robust and, and a member of IPRAC so they can be trusted. But if you're not IPRAC approved, a consumer doesn't really know 100% that they can trust you. Yeah. And this is where we have a problem within the industry. So we have to increase this trust and make sure that consumers can, you know, feel that they're comfortable booking with certain and trustworthy operators. Most definitely. And I think that's become even more apparent with the lockdown, with COVID, with the extra assurances that people are looking for when they are eventually going to be able to, to travel and come and stay in short-term rental accommodation it goes across cleaning it goes across safety and that has really been highlighted since all of this has gone on because now there are post lockdown post covid protocols for cleaning so at all these different levels that we can choose to build trust this is actually the ultimate level with iprac because you can give the assurances of cleanliness but if there's no place there to pretend to have cleaned then you know that's where it, it falls down so it doesn't it's not just the safety it's not just uh, showing who you are as an individual who you are as a brand who the face is behind the business and the cleaning protocols it's also you exist which which is where IPRAC comes in. So you Absolutely. talked about, yeah, you talked about the, the, the robust 
procedures that you take people through. Can you give us a little bit of an insight into what actually is involved in getting a property mm -hmm. through the IPRAC process so you can then be verified and yeah. show that you exist yeah. and, and how you go about displaying and, and educating people visiting your website that you have been through that process? Yeah. So IPRAC is, so what it stands for is International Property Rental Approval Certification. So that's if people didn't know what it would stand for, uh, that's what it means. So we do two different types of memberships. So we do private owner. So that's an owner who's operating on their own, who's got their own property and rents it out. Or we um, approve property managers, rental agencies. So there's the two different types of memberships available. So when you apply to become IPRAC approved, you go through a robust application process where you complete a lot of the information that we require from a data form. Right. Data is everything. And then, that, and then there's a second section, which is all of the supporting documents. So they'll have to upload their, their proof of ownership, their, their bank account information, their, their um, passport, their, their company certification documents, if they're a company. And once we've got all of this data, and the data is the key, then our back office end, and some of it's done through through AI and, and technology, but 40% of it's actually done manually through our approval process managers. And they go through and they just match all of that. They, we have like a system that we then spend about, it takes about seven days to approve a new member. And we can, there's a protocol that we go through where we can match the, the passport number of, this, of the owner of the company. We can look through the social media and there's, and you know, without going into like kind of letting go of all of our secret sauce, <laughs> There's a, lot of, there's a lot of matching of like the information and the data that we have that prove that that person, you know, and we work with a lot of tech companies where we can verify phone numbers, who's the, who's the, who's the, the, the owner of the number, the contracts, utility bills. We've got all access to this kind of thing. So we can do a lot of background work and due diligence on that, on that particular member before we then say, yes, you are who you say you are. And, this is, and then they have to go through um, sometimes if we, we want, we go through a phone interview as well, where there's, we call them on the number that they've given and they are, they'll ask, we'll ask them like five questions on the application that they've given to verify what um, we do, email verification, phone number verification, photo verification, website verification, who owns the, who owns the website. So there's a lot of information that we go into to make sure that it's tick 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 and once that's done then we approve that member and then when they become approved they get their iprat logo which is unique to them because the id number is within the logo so no iprat logo is the same Amazing. and that id number yeah and that id number can be used on the, the iprat platform to verify a member so a consumer can go into the website type in that member's id that they've seen on the website and they can check out that number and then register their booking. And this is where a lot of the, this is one of the massive tools that IPRAC offer because a consumer for free of charge can then register their booking, put the date of the, the date of the booking, the IPRAC members ID who they're booking with and they register their booking. And what happens is IPRAC get a copy of that booking. The member of IPRAC gets a copy of it and yeah. also the consumer gets a certificate of booking guarantee and wow. IPRAC guarantee all of the payments that they've made directly to that owner because they're IPRAC approved. So we give that all them consumers the guarantee of their payments are, are trusted and also IPRAC are overseeing 
the reservation so that if something happens, that consumer has got that kind of fall to guy, which they can call IPRAC and go, listen, I've got a problem. And then we can intervene and do what's required. But generally, we haven't had any, any issues because all of our members have gone through that legitimate, trustworthy process. And then yeah. we know that they're, they're, they're renowned for giving that service and trust and, and, we, and they deliver. So exactly. it's just that bridge of confidence, isn't it? It's, it? If you're an IPRAC member, you can give that bridge of confidence to a potential guest that you can say, look, we're IPRAC approved. Go onto the IPRAC website. Here's our ID. Call IPRAC if you want. Do what you want. But you can go and find us out and register your booking with IPRAC. So you can 100% trust us, 100% enjoy the process of your booking. And this is what we've done. This is what we've built. And That's we've tweaked brilliant. it and we're getting better at it. And, and I just think that we're providing such an important platform for the industry, for both consumer and for operator. So we're building that bridge of trust. And I think we'll go on to direct bookings. Without, without that bridge of trust, you're not going to get direct bookings. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That's why so many people, yeah. So, so that's what we do. And I think there's nobody else doing that kind of level of verification. And, um, and yeah, and we're, we're supporting so many operators who are increasing their conversion rate because they're having that conversation with a potential guest by saying, you know, before you book with us or consider to book with us, just so you know, we're an IPRAC member. And if you don't know what IPRAC is, it's the International Property Rental Approval Certification. Here's our ID number. We're a trusted operator. Go and check us out. That, just being able to have that conversation is increasing your conversion rate because Most all of definitely. a sudden that, con that consumer's going, oh, wow, yeah, this is what we need. This is the trust that I'm looking for. I feel comfortable. They're IPRAC approved. Let's book. So the conversion rates of IPRAC members are going up yes against, um, against non-iprac members definitely and and having that conversation not only does it build the the trust there and then with that particular booking it also shows an, an additional level of care and an investment of that owner in their business or that manager in their business because they are showing up and they are really showing that they do really care about their mm. owners. They care about their guests and, and they want to make sure that the industry is safe and secure and people can travel without any of these worries. And you said a really important word, I thought as well, Chris, is that they can really enjoy, anybody that's booked can really enjoy that booking process and the yeah. excitement of looking forward to a holiday without any niggle of any slight worry or concern that that might flash into their minds and they think well oh, this I've is heard it something before yeah. that's all gone there's no chance. yeah because because you know we all say you know the 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 customer experience starts when they pay not when they arrive so it's highly you know and you know when i'm telling people about when you know when i educate and coach people about how to get direct bookings i'm always about the communication and how you communicate with your guest between the day they pay and they arrive, you can't just leave them on the shelf for like three or four months and contact them like one week prior to arrival. You've got to have that regular communication. Absolutely. But even that, even that fraudsters are getting good at that. So being able to be IPRAC approved gives that certainty that their booking is, is safe, it's protected, it's guaranteed. And then they can go out and just feel that no, zero anxiety that they're booking or when they arrive with their family into that destination and get to that, that front door, they know that there's, that there's somebody going to be there to greet them or that property exists. And this is such an important factor 
for operators today, they need to put themselves in the shoes of a potential guest who doesn't even know who you are. There's a lot of anxiety behind it. They've maybe paid 2,000, 5,000, whatever amount of money to you as a deposit to book it. You put that money in your bank and you kind of forget about, you know, you're onto another one or, you know, because you're running that business. If you put yourself in the shoes of that consumer, then, you know, they're a little bit, you know, they're, they're a little bit weary of the decision they've made, but they've made that decision. You've got to do everything you can to comfort that guest. So that, that whole experience, it's like, you know what? We really enjoyed the experience of booking with this agency because they were iPad approved and we were able to just sit back and know we've, we've got a certificate. We've registered our booking and we've got a, a, a solid certificate that, that has the arrival dates, the amount we've paid, the arrival, the, the IPRAC approval uh, certificate number. And this is all kind of guaranteed when you're booking direct. You get all of that pretty much on an OTA. OTAs are very good at, at, at communicating that trust because it's yes. like you get a booking, you get a confirmation email, you get this, you get, oh, you're looking forward to your stay. It's constant communication, but also booking.com, Airbnb, uh, home away, well, verbal as they say now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll never get used to that. Um, but, um, but yeah, they, they know how to build that consumer trust. They've spent millions of dollars, pounds, euros yes. on that brand trust. So when you know you've booked through home away, Airbnb, booking.com, you don't really, there's not many people sitting back in their living room going, Oh my goodness, you know, I that's a bit, have we made the right, yeah. you know, I haven't heard anything, you know, because they've yeah, got that brand. Yeah, because they have heard, yeah. They've got that brand, you know, they've probably seen an advert on the telly for Airbnb or Booking.com or, or Verbo. So Booking Direct is like, you're not on the telly. You're not putting your adverts on the telly. You're not, you're not out there as a global brand. So what you have to do is you have to find a way for you to have your own trust strategy in yes. place. So that when somebody's arriving on your website, they feel, ah, oh, you know what? This is a, I, I, I feel this. And also they've invested in IPRAC, which means that they care about our experience and, and our thought process. So this is, a real, this is a real good company to work for. I don't mind booking with this company because they're IPRAC approved and there's guarantees for us. Yeah. You know, definitely. and this is what's important. It's important about having the guarantee. It's not about just saying, look at our reviews or look at our website you know there's certain aspects of that where it's just that's just not enough to convert um a customer who's just on the on the fence of thinking mm, can i trust this can i trust yes. this agency or, or owner or not and i think that's where iprac comes in when it just helps them convert that decision into renting and yes. not kind of going back to an audience you know say oh you know what i'm sorry i just don't trust you enough to uh, yeah. to book with you and, they, and, and they're gone so, yeah. you know, conversion rate is key to, to direct bookings and IPRAC helps with that. Most definitely. I mean, we, we talked briefly, didn't we, before we started recording that once someone's on your website, you, you've got a very small window of opportunity to convince, convey everything you want to convey, to let them know that you are a real 
holiday home or a real manager and you're going to offer an amazing experience and that it's going to be a smooth, simple, easy booking process. And that can often be difficult to get across. That that is the work there. Absolutely. So once someone has landed on the website, having these assurances like the iPrac logo in place is just going to make, it's going to be knocking down another barrier. Is it easy to book? That barrier's gone. Is this the type of property I want? Yes, that barrier's gone. How can I get in touch with them? Is it easy? Yes, that barrier's gone. Is it approved? Do they exist? (laughs) Have they got the cleaning protocols in place? Barrier gone, barrier gone. And it's about knocking those barriers down, isn't it? But that's got to be done. Absolutely so quickly <laughs> in well, moments. It is, seven i mean they, they say you know like psychologists well, consumer psychologists say that you've probably got a maximum of seven seconds before the bounce rate metric will kick in so which what means is that you know you've got somebody arrive on your homepage, and if you're not attracting them to move further and navigate into your website within the first seven seconds you've lost them and they won't be coming back so you've got seven seconds to do that. And we educate a lot of our IPRAC members about it as well. So look, you, it's fantastic that you've become IPRAC approved, but why are you hiding your IPRAC logo like on the bottom of the, you know, in your, in your footer on the seventh page? It's, nobody's going to find that. So you've got to use the tools that are important to convert, to get people to stay on your website. And a lot of the time, a lot of people, operators think that that's through beautiful photos and it isn't. It's important, but nobody wants it's to see that. That's yeah. not what they want to, it, it, but that, it's, it's beyond not just that. what they want to see. It's beyond that because, you know, that, that beautiful, the beautiful photo of a nice property will, a consumer will look and go, oh, that looks really nice. Can I trust them? So they're not denying the fact that that photo on your homepage is nice. They, they, they like the photo, but then they ask themselves the question is, can I trust this person to book with them? That's a different question. And that's a question that often gets that subconscious answer of no, I can't trust them. And this is why we have to look at our website and how we design our websites into how we can make sure that a consumer is getting on that website and you take them on that little bit of a journey to get them into your looking at your properties and the way to do that from a, and, and I've sat down with psychologists about this to, to, to be able to understand how we can do this. And we, not many people in our industry use the word trust on their, on their website, on their homepage. And there's one thing that consumers love and it's the word trust. Okay. And because nobody's using it, they're just using your home from home you know, these types of slogans. But if you could put on your website, you can trust us, here's why, on your homepage. So you're not kind of, you're not kind of, you know, like making your website look untidy by just having all these certification logos. And sometimes a logo isn't just enough because nobody knows what that logo stands for. Yes. So what you've got to do is you've got to make sure that you can attract that person. And the way to do that is through the word trust. So if you can put a slogan on your homepage, on the left-hand side at eye level, above the fold, to say, you can trust us, here's why, automatically, because it's the way the subconscious and the brain works, for any consumer, because they're looking for a reason not to make that bad decision, they say, oh, yeah. we can trust them, here's why. Here's why, okay, I'm gonna find out why. So what happens is they click on that, and then you take them to a trust page. So a dedicated trust page, where you can show your ethos about trust, so you can introduce, 
with a, you know, you can introduce why you believe trust is such an important factor of your business. Then you can show, okay, we're IPRAC approved. Explain to them what IPRAC is on this page and yes. why it benefits and why it benefits them. Not just, oh, we're IPRAC approved. It's like, what's IPRAC? I don't know. Some people know, some people don't. But it's your job to educate your, con- your potential guest on how they can trust you. And then you can talk about your cancellation policy, your other certifications, your cleaning protocols, your community involvement. All these things are on a specific page to, de- to, to design about trust. And then at the bottom of that, now you can look at our properties. So you've took them from your homepage to your trust page. You've, you've got the trust. Then they're going to comfortably look at the properties you've got available because you've, you've ticked the box of trust. But they're not going to do it the other way. They're not going to look at your properties and book them until they know that they can trust you. So you've got to get that sales funnel right in terms of you can trust us, here's why. Under the trust page, explain the trust, the ethos, all of these different things. Then have a look at our properties and, and, and the services we provide. We want to serve you. Come and have a look and book. Then you got, yeah. that's the funnel. You know, and then what that does is it stops the homepage bounce rate. If people arriving on your homepage and going, ah, okay, I'm gone. Yeah. You know, and one of the biggest problems with this is that operators are spending money on Facebook ads, Instagram ads, driving traffic to their homepage only to have a bounce rate of like 90%. For it to be lost at that point. and that's a lost booking because they just, because of the trust, they might, oh, you know what? I'm going to go back to booking.com or Airbnb. That's it. You've paid to drive that traffic. Back to but the because you're, but, but because you haven't convinced your, that your potential guests that they can trust in you, they're gone. Yeah. So why, why pay money driving traffic to a website that's not converting the, the, um, the business? So it's important to look at your website in a massive way of how you can, understand the Google analytics yeah. of all of the metrics, like the bounce rate of the homepage. It's key conversion and, you know, and retention and all of these different aspects that Google analytics can offer you. If you know how, to, if you know what to do, I mean, it's not, you've got to spend some time, but your website is key to your business. It's your window. It's the opportunity to convert. And I think people are just not investing enough in their, website and their structure and their psychology their trust strategy and that's why so many people are just are always scratching their head while they're thinking how do we get direct bookings yeah yeah absolutely i think you explained it brilliantly there and and moving forwards i think that you're absolutely right just investing that extra time into understanding exactly how a website works how people look around a website what they're looking for first and foremost and i and i love the idea of a, a complete page that talks just about trust Whereas I've, I always, always know the massive importance of an about us page. It's the most looked at page on a website, but maybe moving forward through 2021, actually the trust page coupled yeah, to the about us page is really going to be the, the way forward. That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay, so, so tell us a bit about what's actually 
what you really think the effect of lockdown has actually had or what you've seen with regards to to rental fraud have you has it sort of given people an opportunity as fraudsters to Mm. to to sort of regroup start building up to to go again or have have you noticed any difference well, I mean, you know, I mean, I we have a we have a report fraud system as well on our website. So anybody, you know, who is who falls victim to fraud, um, they can report it to IPRAC and we can support them in a way where we can advise them where to go, what the next steps are to do to try and, you know, report that and get their money back and through insurance. So, so we haven't, I mean, fraud prior to lockdown was a lot higher. Right. Um, so there's obviously because there's it's difficult now to 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 rent anywhere. So fraudsters, it's a lot difficult for them to kind of hide in the masses. So <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, it is good. Um, but when 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 rentals come back to full force, yeah, the fraud fraudsters are going to come back to full. They're going to be waiting as well. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Same yeah, yeah, way yeah, we're yeah. waiting to open, get our Absolutely. bookings Absolutely. filled up, get the calendars yeah. filled up. They'll be doing exactly but, the yeah. same. But, you know, but they don't have overheads, yes. you know, they're not legitimate businesses. So they're not looking, they're not, they're not too worried about it, but they're just, they'll be looking, they're looking at how new techniques will be able to, you know, because it's a business for these people, they're operating at a sophisticated level. So they'll be, they'll be targeting new websites, they'll be building new websites, new domain names, they'll be adding cleaning protocols, they'll be talking about trust, they'll be talking about certain things that can, you know, that can convince um, potential guests to book with them and this is what they will do so it's in fraudsters hide very well in in, in between legitimate operators and consumers just don't know who that consumer that, that legitimate operator is which is why we come back to iPRAC but I think that fraudsters have been operating at a smaller level because of the the um, you know like the the, the accommodation for key workers so we had some reports of that. Uh, we had a council who contacted us in, in the UK um, who told us that they'd had a problem with a, with a website that was promoting that they do um, half price accommodation for key workers. And I think, I think, there was a, I think it worked out there was about £27,000 of scam done on this. What? Yeah. Oh, so and this was and, th- and this was, and this was like nurses and doctors who were you know trying to help do their keep thing. people alive. Yeah. So that was you know so you can that just goes to show that they don't have these fraudsters don't have any scruples. You know they don't care whose money it is or how these people are affected. So we had one nurse who paid. You know she she'd been given a job where she had to come down from the north of the north of Scotland or somewhere in Venice I think it was to go and work in a hospital in Birmingham. And she, 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 she was told that she could book uh, a property for three months. And uh, she came and visited the property. Okay. So she walked in the property, visited it, everything like that. Said, yeah, it's perfect. Just close to the, ho- the hospital. It's everything I need. They said, look, you know, this is the price. It's 4000 per month. Uh, but if you pay two months up front, we'll give you the last month free. She was like, wonderful. This, found, this sounds great. I'm getting it at a lower price. She went home, she booked, she paid, she went there and it didn't exist. Oh my goodness. And that, that is the lowest of the low, isn't it, really? Absolutely. Taking it's money from frightening. 
NHS workers, people who are actually trying to... Who's there helping the, uh, helping the nation, of, time, you know, yeah. get through such a, a, a critical time. But this is where... Crazy. But they, they visited. So what had happened was these fraudsters, during this period of, like, accommodation for NHS, they were booking and paying for legitimate properties. Okay? Oh. So, they, so they would pay 1,500 euros or pounds, well, pounds, obviously, because it's in the UK, and they would get access to this property. Okay? So they'd pay for it from a legitimate operator. But then what they were doing during that month is promoting this property next to the hospital to, every, to everybody else and then telling them to come and visit it. So they were opening the door and, yeah, come in and visit it. But they were renting it from another agency and all of a sudden... I mean, this is what they were. This is the level they were going to, and I mean, of course, if you walk into somebody's property and they're showing you around, you kind of think, well, it exists. It's legit. I've been in it, but you, but they weren't in it. They were in somebody else's property that wasn't available to rent, and then they were going away and signing the contract and paying the money, and then the fraudsters at the end of it were gone, that and they were renting somewhere else and doing the same. So they're flipping around shocking. doing this kind of operating. Yeah, shocking. That is absolutely is, awful. Yeah. But so, this is what we hear. Yeah. And nobody yeah, well, else you, hears this. Yeah, you'll hear, you'll hear it yeah, most we, definitely. So, it's so frightening. How, it is frightening, most definitely. How, how do you think that um, moving forward, especially post lockdown 3.0 over here in the UK, post all these different lockdowns, the, how important do you think regulation and accreditation is going to be to, to the travel industry? Not just as just confirming that, places exist but but across the board the the cleaning protocols everything. yeah everything all those different levels of trust it, it's it's it, i mean it is it's it, it is going to be very very important but once again it, it's kind of you know like i practice a trust uh certification so we're not guaranteeing any kind of level of health and safety um and i think the short-term rental industry i think there's a lot of self-policing involved because you know the, the costs of like the hotel industry to be to, before they can open their doors is a different level to what the short term rental industry is. You know, so if you wanted to go and buy like a health and safety or invest in a health and safety certification, your kind of that assessment's done on day one and you get that certificate, but it's whether you're a legitimate operator and a trustworthy and a professional operator to continue that standard throughout the year of your accreditation membership so it's very easy to get accredited at the start because you can anybody can prepare a property to be beautiful to be clean to be you know but it's whether you're keeping that standard throughout the year so i think a lot of it's got to be self-policing um rather than accreditation between health and safety because i believe that health and safety accreditations should be close to about four thousand pounds and the reason for that is that included in that £4,000 is three spot visits. So that you get your accreditation, but then all of a sudden that accreditation company has already received the money that sometime in that year they can just turn up on your door and do a spot check. And I think that's like, that, it's that kind of mystery shopper, um, you know, that where you don't know it's coming. But you've got, but that certification company's got to be able to have that in that that money up in the, in advance for that so when somebody's saying like a certification is like 800 pounds for the year it's not really a lot of money yeah that's and absolutely what can true you, 
And what can you do as a certification company with £800 of somebody's money? You can certify them, but you don't have the budget to continue that 12 months of, of, of making sure that they are adhering to your, your protocols. IPRAC is different because we were only a trust certification. You exist today, you exist next week, and you exist, you know. So it's a little bit different. So I think health and safety is important, but I think it's more about self-policing. Um, than actual certification because, like we say, if you get a certification on the 1st of March, 27 rentals later and the 10th of September, is your property still to that standard? Is the fire extinguisher still full? Are the smoke alarms, batteries still working? And who's checking this? So it's an, it, you've, health and safety is about making sure that you're operating at that level throughout the whole year, not just to get the accreditation. So I'm a little yes. bit dubious about how accreditations and health and safety work, although the, the job that they do is fantastic. But I know that if you went out to the short-term rental industry and said, listen, health and safety regulation certifications are 6,000 a year, their industry would go crazy. They would say, I'm not paying that, you know, but hotels have to. Yes. You know, so as an industry, we have to be prepared to change our thought process and say, no, we, I, we are as an industry prepared to invest heavily in accreditation so that accreditation companies can do their job and you can get the right kind of accreditation that we can show consumer trust. So I know a lot of industry people will probably hate me for saying this, but we have to increase the price of health and safety certifications. Be, for, for us to be able for them to, to, to be justified, accountable, and for them to work for the consumer so that we can guarantee that the, them levels are being kept throughout yes. the 12 months and not just the day, day you get one. accredited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, so... It's, it's easy for day one, like you say. You can make it look beautiful, make it look amazing. It's maintaining that moving it's maintaining forward. maintaining that standard. That's the challenge. And that comes down, yeah. And, and that, that is the constant operational challenge. Yes, absolutely. So if you're, not, if you're paying £800, that will get your that will get your accreditation of your business and your company one time. But then that company, that accreditation company, don't have the budget within that 800 pounds that you've paid to come back in two months on a spot check and do a spot check. You know, I think that we've got to be paying more so that the accreditation companies can, can control us better. Yeah. And that way it'll build the industry better and get rid of a lot of the, the, the rogue operators and the operators who aren't really working on the level of trust and comfort and health and safety that consumers deserve and education as well. I think education's key. You know, I think, you know, we've got to get more education out there of why it's important to provide health and safety conscious properties, because I think one day we're going to get some kind of fatality of a Airbnb or a short term rental. And it's purely because maybe the, that owner didn't have the right locks on the windows or didn't have the right, evacuation procedures yeah and, you know a, a lot of different of, things yeah of, of not not having the information to to be able to education to make I mean, sure exactly education is everything everything yeah. i mean i talk i talk every day about education we all know what we know and if you don't know it then how can you be expected to in in input it into your business yeah. so when we can educate the like operators i'm sure most of them will go oh my goodness yeah i need to increase port I need to increase protocols to make sure that my fire extinguishers are checked and that my guests know that they've been checked. Yeah, absolutely. And, and different things like that, you know? So yeah, it's all I about educa education, self-policing 
and just making our industry we can't just we can't just talk about accreditation and certifications if they don't mean anything if they don't protect the consumer we don't want to have these logos on websites that just become sales tools and not actual consumer tools absolutely that makes total sense and i think what you've said there is really, really important. And I think also, as you said, people that get into this industry, they, they tend to want to create an amazing experience. The sorts of people you and I speak to that are in this industry, I mean, they're, they're amazing people, they're proactive, they're friendly, they're lovely to be around. They do genuinely want their guests to have this incredible experience. So to all of these different things just underpin that experience. It's just that added bit of knowledge that's going to help make our industry even better moving forwards into 2021 and beyond. So that's absolutely brilliant. I want to thank you for coming to spend so much time with me today. I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing. If people want to get in touch with you, they're part of our industry they want to get accredited find out more what's the best way they can get in touch with you well the best way is just to go to the iprac website which is www.i-prac.com and all the information's on there and the contact details but it's it's a seamless process you know if you're legitimate you know it takes about 30 minutes to get everything going but once you've become approved you know, you can showcase trust and credibility, which is what which is what the future of short term rentals is all about. So website, see the work we're doing and, and that's what that's what that's how you can get hold of us. Amazing. But before we before I let you go for the day, how what is what is it looking like in France at the moment? You're in Cannes in the south of France. Mm. How what's lockdown like for you right now? What what are the levels that are that are happening for you? And have you heard there's been some announcements over in the UK? We're recording this on the 23rd of Feb 2021. We've just had a couple of announcements yesterday. There's some sort of lockdown escape plan going on over here in the uk how how is it for you over in Cannes at the moment chris it's pretty it, it's pretty similar you know i mean we're on a we're on a lockdown a curfew six till six so after six at night you can't be out and before six in the morning so that's pretty much it the shops are open but they're all of the restaurants and bars are closed so they're not allowed to be open but I think they're all operating similar to the UK. I, I just believe that there's not many people really know how to handle this situation. Even one year on, you know, we're still, we're still like firefighting the situation. Shops don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to handle customers. They don't know how to handle the protocols. It's the same here. It's, it's, it's a bit of a mess, to be honest. Um, but as far as the like rentals, again, it's difficult because people here, you can only travel within a hundred kilometers of your, residents so you can't really go anywhere um as such and so we're just waiting and Cannes is a business town anyway really it only it survives on on these congresses you know these big events like the the Cannes film festival the Cannes lines the MIPIM and if these events which none happened in 2020 I believe that none of them will happen in 2021 although there's a lot of people think that they will I think that we're we're going to have to I think we're going to have to struggle another year before we start seeing any kind of positive recovery. You know, and listen, re- recovery comes down to revenue, doesn't it? I mean, I was, I was in a clubhouse um, a room yesterday and we we're talking about a lot of people saying, oh, the data shows there's a lot of interest in travel and different things. But 
for me, interest in articles, and you see all these different articles coming out. One says this, one says that, one says, oh, it's so confusing. Yeah. But the only way to understand recovery is cash revenue. So it's not that somebody's booking today for July, but they've got a cancellation policy that means that they don't need to pay a deposit yet. It's, this isn't revenue. You know, you, you, recovery will be confirmed when there's revenue cashed in business banks where they can actually class it as revenue. The cancellation policy is passed. You know, the date of cancellation is passed and they can put that money as a, as a, as a revenue to that business. And we start seeing businesses increase their revenue. That's when we will know recovery is starting. Not won't happen before with all of these, you know, cleverly written media articles to get people thinking that travel's coming back and it isn't coming back in the near future. And I, and I don't want to sound like doom and gloom, but we have to be optimistic, but realistic. And I believe that, you know, we're just not ready for travel yet. And I think we need to start seeing revenue. And until revenue starts to come back to businesses, cash revenue, um, then that's when we'll, I think that'll be probably early 2022. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is very, very difficult to know, isn't it? And and as as you say, who you know, they're talking about who's interested. There's lots and lots of interest in travel. Who isn't interested in traveling right now? We've all been stuck in our houses. Everybody's interested in it, but like you say, whether or not they're they're actually able to confidently go ahead and say, yeah, I'm going to travel. Um, I think for for me and the the groups, the Facebook groups that I'm in, the the holiday homeowners that I have um, experience with, that I speak to on a day-to-day basis the the focus is on the destination that they are in and attracting people from a local mm. national market rather than the destination yeah destination marketing is everything right now if you're not if you're not working on your destination then marketing is your short-term rental business then you're missing a trick you've got to be working on your destination marketing as well as your trust strategy um and that's everything, you know, but I, I just don't want people to get kind of, I was talking to somebody the other day who said that their booking calendar is full for July, but they haven't took any money. It's like, well, what? that's not a booking. Unfortunately, that's not a booking. You know, that means that they can just walk away in, in June and that's no longer a booking. A booking is when somebody pays a deposit and then, but at the same time, they've got to go through that process of getting to the cancellation date and then actually fulfilling that reservation staying in the property checking out that is a booking right now people are saying oh bookings are getting increasing bookings but there's no revenue generated so if there's no revenue generated it's not a booking so it's just misconception of what the future's looking like if no money's being generated and cashed into the businesses so we have to be very careful about what we're seeing and seeing when you see articles online and people talking in Facebook and Instagram about travels coming back. We're getting ready for travel. It's like when people are prepared to pay a deposit like before to book that property, then that's when travel's starting to come back. When they're saying that, well, I'm not going to pay right now, but I want the booking, but I'm going to wait and see what's happened. Then that's really not, you can't really put that down as a, as a confirmed booking on your calendar. And this yeah, is what a lot absolutely. of people are doing. And that's, that's just a little bit, you know, you've got to, you know, we don't want to be, sometimes reality is just what it is. It's not what we want to be. It's not what we want to see, but reality, you've got to be in reality. That's how to get through a disaster. Accept where you are. You know, like I did in 2008, 
You know, you've got to accept where you are, otherwise you can't get out of it. And, and, and pretending that bookings are coming when they're not, that's, that's dangerous. That's a dangerous thought process. Yeah, most definitely. And not wanting to finish on a doom and gloom, or not not really a doom and gloom, but you're absolutely <laughs> right. You've got, you know, I've got to be a realistic. You, you are absolutely right. But I think the, the key things that I've come away with today is to the, the massive focus on trust, getting that trust page onto your website, getting bookings from your destination, destination marketing, or from, a, from close to your destination, as in not from international travel and putting the focus on that. And that the accreditations like IPRAC are here to support the industry. And wherever we go for the next few months, moving forwards as things start to open up again and beyond, we will come back stronger because of people taking hold of things like IPRAC and making sure that they sure. build their trust with their future guests. This is the time, yeah. This is a good time for you to build on, on your business. You know, look at your website. Look at, you know, be honest with your website. Look at it and think, am I really doing the best I can with what I have? And what are my competitors doing? What do I look like against my competitors? You know, so many people don't do competitor analysis. You've got to look at your business and where are you? And what can you do to improve these strategies so that when business does come back, you're able to convert them inquiries through the fact that people can trust who you are, that you've got a quality website, you've invested in your business at the time when you need to. Now is the time to invest in your business through certifications like IPRAC or your trust strategy, your website design, your community. You know, all of these things will help you that when when travel does come back and people start searching, you'll be getting your market share. That is a great, great point. And yes, thank you so much for coming to, to share all of your experience and your knowledge today, Chris. It's a pleasure to see you again, to hear how far IPRAC has come. And I hope to speak to you in the not too distant future. Let's keep in touch. I hope so. All right. Have a brilliant day, Chris. Thanks again and bye for now. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Holiday Let Success podcast. But remember, it doesn't need to end here. Come and find us on Facebook at hlspodcast.com forward slash FB, where you can join our free community of like-minded, proactive holiday home owners. Get your questions answered, get access to our free resources and trainings that are going to help you towards your holiday let success. See you there.